Hello and welcome to the From Montana to Portugal podcast. My name is Janelle Holden and I am your host and the recorder of this podcast. Today I'm not doing an interview. This is a special podcast to catch you up. It's entitled On Golden Pond, Visiting New Hampshire on Our Way to Portugal. So if you're new to the podcast, real quick, my husband and I are moving to Portugal from Montana. We have so far traveled 3,400 miles across the USA in order to be closer to our point of departure from the USA and uh, make it easier for our dog Loki to join us. I'll talk about that in a minute, as well as to have our Boston consulate appointment. And I'll talk a little bit about why that is in a minute as well. I've talked about that in previous podcasts, but I'll catch you up there too. So we are currently in southern, well, maybe more central New Hampshire, visiting Doug's brother, Don, and he has kindly let us stay at his place. He was gone for a little over about 10 days, um, and it was a perfect timing because I needed a place to recover from COVID. I think I caught that somewhere along the way all of those various rest stops that we stopped at. So we're traveling in our van and we mostly traveled across the country on I-70. And I think we stopped at pretty much every single rest stop because we are accompanied by our 65 pound dog, Loki, who's 14 and does really well, but needs a potty break as do us. And so probably somewhere along the lines there is when I caught COVID and didn't realize it until we got to Vermont and we were there a couple days and I started to get sick and then tested and we asked Don if we could come over to his place and he said yes. So we traveled across the White Mountains and I hunkered down for what the CDC recommends, which is five days of isolation from when you're first tested positive from COVID. I had had symptoms maybe for a day or so before then. So um, it's been, uh, well, let's see here. I'll catch you up totally. It's been just over a month since we left Montana. So we sold our house, closed on September 24th, left, went south to Dillon, Montana, uh, stayed a night, then went to Salt Lake City, stayed almost a, a week there, four days, can't remember exactly how long. And then we um, traveled to southwestern Colorado to visit Doug's brother, Dave, and stayed about a week there. And it was there, by the way, we have a new listener to the podcast. Her name is Mystery, and she's our kitty. And hi, Mystery, we miss you so much. Love you, Mystery. And Mystery uh, was kindly adopted by our sister-in-law, Karen, who is fabulous with cats. And she has an elderly cat, Lucy, who um, she thought needed a companion. So um, Mystery had not had a great time on the trip, but now we might know a little bit more about why that is. And we decided to let her stay in Colorado because the trip across the USA was going to be a lot of different stops. I think we made two stops to see friends and at least three hotel nights. And then 
we were, like I said, at, at Doug's other brother who has a dog. And we just knew that there was going to be a lot of dogs, one cat, and lots of new environments. And for cats, that's really, really stressful. So I wanted her to not have to go through that, even though I know she misses us and we miss her. She's good friends with Loki. So mystery, Loki says hi, he's doing well. I'll talk about him in a minute. (laughs) And so let's see here. So mystery though, was she finally came out. So she had basically been hiding underneath or in uh, David and Karen's couch in the bedroom that we were staying in. David gave up his bedroom for us and um, we didn't see her. We'd see her in the mornings and we'd see her in the evenings and I didn't check her well enough. And so this is on me. When she finally appeared to Karen and got some love, Karen discovered that she had a bite wound on the back of her haunches. So I can only surmise that she got that a day or two before we left because I didn't see anything before we left. She did try to make an escape. Some of you might remember that. And then when she was in Salt Lake City, our friend Dusty has a small dog named Emma. And I think it's possible that she got out in the middle of the night and Emma or maybe one of the other two dogs that were visiting um, chased her and um, maybe bit her. But I don't know. I mean, Emma's a sweet, sweet dog. So I don't want to blame Emma. I'm just trying to remember what exactly happened because I discovered something on her, a little sore on her back then. And I thought she was over grooming from stress, but um, nope. Turns out that she was really trying to recover from a bite wound. Poor, poor thing. So she um, was an indoor outdoor cat where we were before. And now I think she's going to be mostly an indoor cat in Colorado. She hasn't been outside at all. So I know it didn't come from Colorado. It just happened to be something that she's dealing with now. So fortunately yesterday, uh, they couldn't capture her to take her to the vet locally. They're going to do that today, but um, I was able to send some photos to the vet that I have now here for Loki. And she confirmed um, what Karen thought, which is that it's a, it's a bite and that she needs some antibiotics and some wound care. I was really concerned that she had been over grooming out of stress, which is really hard to help cats through because they get super anxious. And I was almost planning to fly back to help her settle in and adjust and get better. Um, But once the vet told me that, I thought, you know, she'll be fine with some antibiotics and uh, she's got her rabies shot, but she might need a rabies booster. So those are the only two things they usually do as long as, as well as probably clean the wound. So anyway, long story short, I've spent a couple of days uh, worried about whether our cat was going to be okay and whether I needed to fly back to Colorado and check in on tickets and different things. And fortunately, all I think is going to be well. Hopefully they will capture her today and take her to the vet and I'll get some good news. But that's the mystery is the mystery. I have no idea how she got that bite, but I'm so glad that Karen discovered it and so grateful that they're taking such great care of her. She really is a a wonderful kitty. And what weirdly, um, so cats seem to find me and love me. And 
love our dog, Loki. So here in New Hampshire, we've established a routine of I get up. um, Oh, I should tell you. So our dog is 14 and has arthritis and he really can't get up and downstairs on his own. So we're staying upstairs and I have to carry him up a flight of stairs and down a flight of stairs before bed and, you know, after bed or when we get up in the morning. So I usually carry him down. We go outside. There's a really nice park in this condominium area that we're staying. Um, Well, not really a park, but a green area. There's tennis courts and a swimming pool. And then there's like green areas around the back of the condo. And there's a beautiful field across the street from where we're staying, where uh, football players are practicing. And there's just this gorgeous tree line behind it of colors, reds and yellows and oranges. And even though, you know, we're, we're late in fall here, there's still a lot of leaves on the trees and still a lot of color. So it's been so pretty to walk over there and see all the leaves in the beautiful field and, and the football players are, are funny because they're doing all sorts of funny drills and different things. So anyway, uh, we go outside for Loki's walk and, uh, you know, come back in and kind of try to get a rhythm going again in our day. And yesterday we went outside and we were walking around one of the condos and a cat came out to greet us. And the funny thing about that was she looks almost exactly like a kitten version of our cat mystery. And so it was like mystery made an appearance on our walk, um, which mystery used to walk with us every morning. So it was very sweet. She came up to me and um, let me pet her super soft, long haired kitty. And, um, and then I think her mom was with her this morning. So we walked by and they both popped out and, uh, you know, checked out Loki who seems to be this cat magnet (laughs) on our walks. It's probably him more than me. They just seem to love him. When we were in Montana, we would walk and, I'd soon look behind me and I'd have two or three strange cats following us and no idea really why, but he's like the Pied Piper of cats. Um, So we got a little bit of kitty time in this morning, which was really, really sweet. So um, COVID has been interesting. I lost my sense of smell. So that's both been good and bad. Um, in the sense of, well, when you're dealing with dogs, you probably know what I mean. I can't tell anything that's going on there. Um, and I can basically smell things if it gets really, really close to my nose. My sense of taste is still here. I'm still, I got my, um, appetite back. I first lost that and I no longer have a fever. I haven't had a fever for, oh, probably over a week. But I have this little congestion. You can hear it in my voice. And for a singer and for someone who loves their voice, it's a little disconcerting. I'm like, please go away because I want my full voice back. I don't like this kind of raspiness that's there. So you might hear me clear my voice a little bit. But all in all, I am, I'd say, improving every day. It's just a little slower than I probably would have thought, you know, maybe a regular cold would be. Um, But I, I 
was fortunate. I really could manage it with my inhaler and, um, you know, some cough drops and some Tylenol is pretty much what I used. And I had a thermometer and a, um, what do they call those things that they put on your finger, a blood ox oxygen reader, just to make sure that I wasn't dropping below the normal levels. Um, since it's apparently quite easy to do that with when you have COVID and um, can be dangerous. So I was fine though. I think the lowest I got was 94, which um, normal range is 95 to 100. So anyway, it was interesting. No one has gotten sick, which I am so grateful for. So Doug is still well and healthy. Um, his brother Don is, um, fortunately, and his brother Duncan and Kelly are both fine after we had visited them and I unfortunately exposed them for a couple days. So I was really worried about them, but they kept letting me know they were well and they tested again and were fine. So that was great news. And hopefully I'll be a hundred percent here very soon. Um, let's see here. What else can I tell you that's happened? So we have been doing a couple things to prepare for Portugal Doug continues to learn Portuguese and I continue to basically just know the basics. And if Marta, if you're listening, oh, Marta's our teacher. I'm sorry. I promise I will get back on the bandwagon soon. It's just been a lot going on. And Doug's had a little bit more time than I have because I'm still trying to, to work at least four to six hours a day um, while we're on the road. So I did work while I was sick although I took a little bit of time off um, to recover, but mostly worked through all of that because what else was I going to do? So anyway, um, I would just say that it's been interesting trying to figure out our housing. So we have two, maybe three things left to do before we really can show up to our consulate appointment in Boston prepared. Number one, our Boston appointment isn't scheduled yet because we're waiting on our lease getting figured out. So we made an offer and then it was declined. And then he came back with another proposal and that probably wasn't actually legal. So we didn't go forward with that. So I found 10 new properties for our team, Bruno and Maria, who are helping us. And basically the process is this. I put down the ones that I like from three or four different websites where people list rentals in Portugal. So I comb through those. They have nice filters on them. You can turn on an English translation so I can read some of the descriptions and things. What I'm looking for is a lease that is an annual lease. And obviously I'm looking for one that will take pets. And I'm looking for one that is um, actually a bit larger. So we're not trying to find an apartment. We are trying to find a detached house, which makes us kind of in that rare category versus, you know, most of the rentals are apartments. And as a result, then there aren't as many opportunities to lease properties. So we have narrowed things down a little bit, but we've left basically the entire country open. Now, the southern part of Portugal is very popular And most of the leases there are just for the winter only. They're not for a year. And we have to have a year and we have to have the property registered 
through the government and it has to meet certain requirements. So there's lots of, this is why it's taking so long. I've really been working on this since mid-August, actually, since after, just after we accepted an offer, I started working with the team on trying to find a lease. And we'd get to the point of, so we'll, we find these properties and then Bruno or Maria will contact the landlord or the a realtor who's representing the landlord. And then they'll schedule either a video tour or they'll ask for a video of the property. We'll look at it and then we'll decide if we want to put an offer on the property. And then when we put an offer on the property, it has to go, there's to be a lot of documentation and different things. Obviously they want to know that we can afford it and they want to know, um, you know, a bit about why we want to be in Portugal and how long we could potentially secure a two-year lease instead of a one-year lease. So that's a possibility. And this week, uh, let's see, on Friday of last week, I had a tour of a village house in a village of about 500 to 800 people, which made me laugh a little bit because it's like the Valir of Portugal, where I where we used to live in Montana, had 500 people in the town. So they had... A, I asked about the village and they had a fish um, fisherman who came comes in to sell fish. They have you know somebody who comes in to sell vegetables. They have a regular market. They have a pharmacy. They have a clinic. But when I asked about public transportation, they said, yeah, not so much. You can get a bus here, but it's pretty infrequent. So basically we'd have to have a car and we are probably planning on getting a car, but we were hoping to find a place where we could use public transportation a lot more. So we, I looked at that place. It was really cute. There were three bedrooms. Um, two had bunk beds and were quite small. One of them could be used as an office. And then there was a small master bedroom that had what looks like, and I can't quite tell, how big the beds are, but it looks like a double bed, not even a queen size bed. So there was a beautiful garden with an olive tree and a small pool and a gorgeous veranda and deck and a cute village. It would be a pretty traditional look like Portuguese house, which appealed to me, but I just felt like this, a couple of the other houses that we were going to look at this week, I would prefer more because of more space and different things. So I, we didn't put an offer on that one. And then yesterday I was supposed to have a tour of this place north of Porto. Beautiful house. The photos are gorgeous. And when I woke up to confirm that everything was still on, our our team said, guess what? They forgot that your tours today. The landlady forgot. The realtor is going to get back to me. So I haven't heard back yet about that one, but that one's certainly the favorite that we've seen thus far. It would come furnished. It's got uh, several guest bedrooms, perfect spot for an office, nice views, a garden, great value for the money. Let's put it that way. So things aren't cheap necessarily, although you could find a cheap apartment pretty easily, I would say, but they're great value for what you're paying in Portugal. And as long as we can find somebody who'll rent to us. So anyway, that tour didn't happen. I'm hopeful that it will be rescheduled, but we have two tours tomorrow near Obadosh, 
I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is kind of a tourist town on the coast. Uh, it's, it's beautiful from everything that I've seen. And this place wouldn't be right in there. It's on kind of a golf resort, actually. So it looks like it was set up for, in some ways, retirees, kind of what you would, a Portugal version, maybe, of a Florida retirement villa. Um, quite modern, though, and interesting cubes and the way it's set up is fascinating. But it's, it's right on the coast, beautiful views. We don't golf, so it's not like I'm be interested really in the golfing there. But hey, if you come to visit, you'll have a golfing right right there. So I'm hopeful that those go well. And they seem to do a lot of turnover in that particular area. So I think this company is pretty used to working with maybe foreigners. So my hunches will put an offer on one of those places tomorrow and hopefully here from the place north of Porto, but I'm still looking. So that's the update on housing. And then I have booked our um, passage. And when I say our, I mean Loki and me on the Queen Mary cruise ship that leaves from New York, from Brooklyn, actually, and then lands in Southampton. And then I've got transportation from Southampton, UK to Portugal sort of, uh, explain more in a minute. Um, my friend Marilee is going to be going with me on that voyage and Doug is going to fly because he gets severe motion sickness and I, we may need him actually to stay behind and wait for the visas, depending on when we can actually get our appointment. Cause it takes a couple of months for our visas to get approved. So I'm super excited about it, though. It's going to be an amazing voyage. It could be a bit rough because it's winter. In fact, there are some people who go on this cruise just for the waves. <laughs> I'm like, that's not me, but okay. I'm definitely going to be getting and trying out some motion sickness medicine before we go and just making sure that I got all the right meds with us. And uh, Loki, I'm getting him prepared um, by getting him some treatments for his arthritis. So this last week we went to visit a acupuncturist for dogs and cats. She's amazing. Her name's Dr. Kara. She practices out of a pet rehabilitation center called Canine Strong in Concord, New Hampshire. And it's uh, be amazing place. Like if you've been to physical therapy before, it's basically that only for dogs. So there's this playpen area when you come in where Loki actually did laser therapy the next day after acupuncture and got an incredible massage. And frankly, I was jealous of my dog. Uh, he got such a good massage. She found all sorts of things on him. She even found a dead tick, which I felt terrible about. Um, I hadn't found it. It was right behind his ear. There are a lot of ticks in New England, so we have to be careful. I just don't. There are ticks in Montana, for sure. And I, in fact, I had Rocky Mountain spotted fever from a tick bite a few years ago, but not to the extent that they have them in New England and in the Midwest. And so 
I'm having to think about that a little bit more and be more careful with him. I was just appalled when she found that on him because I had not seen it. Uh, and I pet him all the time, obviously. So anyway, he did really well at his appointments. I hope he responds to the treatment. He's getting um, shots as well for his arthritis. And he's got a trainer appointment next week so that we can work on commands for him for the ship and making sure that he's just in really great travel shape and we can work on some of his anxiety, separation anxiety. So obviously I'm kind of a crazy pet mom, but I do love uh, my animals and been very close to animals for my entire life and just love having them with me. And I, I heard from our regular vet that Loki probably would make it on the flight from Boston to Lisbon, the six hours, but it was kind of iffy. So that's why I booked him on the ship. Now he's not officially booked yet. I mean, he's like first or second in line on the waiting list. So I'm crossing my fingers. I don't really know what plan B is quite yet, but hopefully it will all work out here and he can join us on the, the cruise. And so we've been going to those appointments. I've been continuing to do work. And meanwhile, the title of this is On Golden Pond. We did take a drive with Don. He showed us a little bit of the uh, Lake Winnipesaukee Central Lakes region in New Hampshire. And it is absolutely gorgeous. And he took us over to Squam Lake, where they filmed on Golden Pond. It is beautiful, as just as gorgeous as it was in the movie. Such a it was a gorgeous day, just still waters. You could see the reflection of the trees and the few buildings on the lakes that we visited. I'm gonna do some drone footage if I can of some of the lakes and share that over on my YouTube channel with you all, because it's so, so pretty. And it's been a while since I saw On Golden Pond, but I was looking up some of the quotes from On Golden Pond. And if you remember the plot of On Golden Pond with um, Henry Fonda and Jane Fonda as his daughter, and I think it's Catherine Hepburn, who is his wife, there's an older couple who is staying on Golden Pond and their daughter visits with her boyfriend, I think, and his son. And they leave for a trip to Europe, I think, for a month. And they leave their son behind who bonds with and really changes her, um, Henry Fonda's character and Jane Fonda's father. So that when she comes back, they have a bit of a different relationship. And I just thought, it's kind of an interesting movie to think about right now and the past. And um, because when I was looking up uh, quotes from the movie, Ethel, who's the mom says to her daughter, Chelsea, who's kind of embittered about certain things that have happened in the past. She said, don't you think that everyone looks back on their childhood with a certain amount of bitterness and regret about something? You're a big girl now. Aren't you tired of it all? Bore, bore. It doesn't have to ruin your life, darling. Life marches by, Chels. I suggest you get on with it. Very, in some ways, New England advice, buck up, 
get on with it. And in some ways, it's just American advice as well. And it made me certainly think, yeah, you know, live in the moment, try not to be regretful or bitter about anything that's happened in the past and um, have hope that things certainly can change in life. And with, you know, what happened with mystery and everything, it made me think a lot about regret and unintended consequences of making big decisions in our life and also living in that present moment of move on with it versus really trying to dwell and fix things from the past. So uh, that was really good advice for, it was just good to think about on Golden Pond and being here has been a remarkable place. And I have to say, I'm trying not to enjoy this. <laughs> Let me just put it this way. I'm trying to feel sympathy for our loved ones and friends who we left behind in Montana who are experiencing some pretty severe winter weather at the moment. So they're getting their very first winter storm where we lived in Montana. And actually quite a bit of Montana has gotten a, a lot of snow. I think Helena got a foot of snow and maybe Valir by now has gotten that amount. And Doug and I looked at each other and I said, aren't you glad that we've left? And he said, yeah, I just don't know. I couldn't do another winter. And really I'd say weather, if I were to pick one thing is the real reason that um, we made a big move, even though there are so many great things, positive things that I'm looking forward to exploring about Portugal. It's weather. Oh, is so much better. It's so much better to be in rain than snow, in my humble opinion, in my humble opinion. We'll see how I do in more cloudy weather because Montana has great big blue skies and where we're at now in New Hampshire is absolutely gorgeous, but cloudier for sure. And the sky feels lower to you. So it's definitely a different experience. And I, the first time I came to New England with Doug, because he's from here, I had a claustrophobic moment and I thought, I've got to get out of here. I don't know where north, south, east, west is, how, what, I have no orientation for this place. It really made me kind of almost sick to my stomach. I had a major reaction to it. This time around, don't feel any of that. And I don't know whether it's just mentally, I know that I'm going to be moving on from here. So I don't have to think about staying here long term so I can really enjoy every single day. But uh, I also think rain and this weather that we're having, we're going to have some weather in the highs in the 70s this weekend. And it's going to be lovely to hike and explore a few places since since I've been sick, we really haven't been out. And uh, it's going to be great to explore that. And then, you know, they're going to get some colder weather that comes in. I think we had our first frost while I was here. Uh, but for the most part, the, we are not experiencing snow, which is, I mean, completely, we have not experienced any snow, which is just amazing. And for those of you who are back at home in Montana, I love you. I hope you're staying warm. I hope your heaters are working. I hope you've got good fuzzy socks and a nice jigsaw puzzle and hot teas and coffees to keep you warm and cozy. And there is nothing like when we used to ski from our house, that first snow and skiing on that first snow was always just absolutely lovely. 
but I am very grateful that I'm in a more moderate temperature at the moment and actually quite nice, I think, later this week. In other news, the only other thing that's going on that I think I just want to mention, because I'm sure some people are going to reach out about this, is um, my condolences and to everyone in Maine who experienced a mass shooting yesterday. So last night, uh, I was looking at the news and saw that there had been a mass shooting in Maine, not that far from us. So about a little over 100 miles. And they're still in lockdown today because they haven't caught the shooter. So I'll be thinking about them and all of us and praying for safety and healing for everyone involved and, you know, changes that will make those types of things not even thinkable again. So I am, I just want to mention that in case some of you are worried about us, we're fine. There is no lockdown here, but uh, for sure we're, we're paying more attention since this is, um, kind of um, a more populated urban area in some ways than what we've been used to. So thus far, though, everything's been lovely. Everyone's been lovely. We've had, we have great stores nearby. We're shopping at, uh, well, everyone recommends that we shop at, is it Market Basket is the name of the grocery store that is most beloved in New Hampshire. But it's about a 15-minute 15 mile drive. And there's a couple other grocery stores near to us. So we haven't gone there yet. But we did pass by it last night. We went out um, for dinner and um, took a little tour of some of the other regions with John. So there is uh, shopping galore if we wanted to do that. Although I just haven't really obviously wanted to expose anyone to COVID or an don't really have anything to buy other than another pair of shoes that are waterproof because my hiking boots are not. And apparently that is something that is definitely needed in Portugal. So I'm going to try to get a really good pair of shoes before I leave. Um, But other than that, you know, we're trying to stay organized. Living out of a suitcase is not the easiest of ways to stay organized. And I am I'll be honest, not the most organized of people physically with things. So I'm working on it, working on getting better at that and finding things and not losing things on a day-to-day basis. But boy, it's been a challenge. Um, Mostly though, I just feel incredibly grateful for this whole experience. I'm so happy to be having it. It has been a great adventure it will be a great adventure, and I really appreciate all of your support. Thanks to all of my Substack subscribers for supporting me and this podcast. Um, I appreciate you. If you want to support more of this, get more behind the scenes, get some special perks, um, you can go to Substack, JanelleHolden.substack.com, and become a free or paid subscriber. And I usually put out a newsletter on Wednesdays or Sundays because of COVID, things kind of got mixed up. Podcasts usually come out on Wednesdays. Newsletters usually come out on Sundays. And I usually do a behind the scenes once a week for paid subscribers. You can also go over to YouTube and find me 
Uh, right now, it's called Today in the Garden, but I am going to change it to From Montana to Portugal, the channel's name. And you can see some video and photos there of our trip thus far, which has been super fun to have a drone and to be able to do that. It's just been a really, really fun perk of being here. Uh, so thank you. Um, I am also reading, just I'm reading a book of history on Portugal. And then where I'm staying, Don loves uh, the Stoics. So I am maybe going to read the essential Marcus Aurelius while I'm here. We shall see how much I'm reading I can get done. And we have been watching Masterpiece Theater again, which has been super fun as well. So lots to do, lots to stay entertained with. And thank you so much for reaching out and for your kindness. Until we talk again, this is the end of this podcast. And you can for sure comment on the podcast over on Substack at JanelleHolden.substack.com. Thanks so much. And Mystery, if you're still listening, love you. Please get better soon. And uh, to all of you, hope you're well and safe travels. Bye.